truck. Okay, versatile vigilante. Back at it, back at it again. Mm -hmm. The young superstar, Joey Simpson. What's good, big guy? Yeah, everything's good. There's so much good in the world, and I'm just glad to be here. Hey, thanks for coming out, man. Oh, man, thanks for having and, me. Uh, Joey's been uh, someone I've been trying to get on the show a while. Very, very happy. Yeah, it's been a while. Here. I'm not very good at uh, at being scheduled for things, arriving at things. You're like catching like the white whale. <laughs> <laughs> like a unicorn. <laughs> I that's blowing my mind right now. I am currently reading Moby Dick, so the White Whale. I've been reading it for like a year because, like, on and off. Because at a certain point, I'm like, oh my god, when are they gonna? They're just on the ship talking about like biology of like this particular dorsal fin is very saying that's your autobiography. Yeah, no, it is. Basically. I am shout to Captain Ahab, of course, buddy. Shout I don't out. Just, shout out to Old Thunder. There's very few Captain Ahab shout outs in society <laughs> right now. I've noticed that. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get more of that. Oh no, absolutely. Man, Old Thunder. But yeah, man. Thanks Not for coming out. Thanks oh, for man. coming out. Joey, Joey came through, brought some beers, mm. lots, brought some wrestling gear. That's always yeah. welcome in my house. Hey, can we do. As long, are, we in, are we in the shout out section? Can I keep shouting out? Buddy, the shout out section is every the, the whole The whole fucking. Fucking likes a shout out section, isn't it? It's gotta be. So, this is, uh, if you can't see, well, you can't. Um, it, we're drinking Crazy Canuck. Actually, they changed it to Canuck Pale Ale. It used to be Crazy Canuck from uh, Great Lakes Brewery. Uh, it's a brewery in Etobicoke that I love. I don't know. There's a, well, there's four or five major breweries in Etobicoke. Um, Black Oak is very good, but. Great Lakes Brewery, GLB, it's just number one, just head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, if I, my wedding will be sponsored by GLB, but I hope. Better get a goddamn endorsement deal. I hope so, man. This wow. the podcast is going to be huge, and we're going to get the GLB deal. merch. Um, yeah, it's delicious. It they, is delicious. Shout yeah. out GLB. Yeah. I'm taking endorsements. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yo, Joe, this is your first, uh, is your first podcast experience or what? Uh, my first, strictly speaking, episodic format podcast. Uh, yes, it is actually. Uh, I've been on the radio before. Uh, I was on Western Radio Jeez. when I went to school at Western. The shout out section has ended. I'm not shouting at Western. I'm sorry. <laughs> they get enough fucking money. <laughs> they get enough shout outs. Honestly, um, no, school's good. I just, I just, the administration is just so bad. I, whatever. I'm not, I'm not getting down with that. What were you on the radio for? So I, um, when I first, I basically, what they would do is if you wanted your own show, you would have to record a show. You have to just try it out and it would show you how to use the equipment real quick. Um, and they would be like, all right, just record an hour long show. So you're basically playing music to no one, recording it and then putting it on the system. And the show that I wanted to make was a show about film soundtracks. Um, a big film guy, big film nerd. Um, not the best at keeping up with movies, but because I'm watching, watch as much as I can. Um, the whole format was like if it's appeared in a movie, um, I would throw it in. So I played uh, a song from, I can't remember, but it was a Captain B part song, um, from, that he did with like Zappa. It was super bluesy. It was really cool. Um, a lot of cool stuff like that. Um, and then basically I recorded it. It was an hour petrified, even though it was recording no one, and it would just save on the desktop, 
and the production manager was like, okay, just send me an email, and I'll look at it, listen to it, and we'll go from there. And then that dude was fired. <laughs> Not fired, sorry, he left, or he quit, or the dude just stopped existing um, for all the, I don't even remember his name. And he was gone. So I went back like three months later, and they were like, have you guys listened to my thing? Like, oh, well, we wiped that computer. Oh, like, yeah, that's like oh. gone. <laughs> so he was basically your plug. He was my plug, and, and he, he pulled that. Died. He pulled that plug. Uh, he, he, I think he moved to Toronto to start doing like his own like hip hop podcast kind of thing, um, which is noble endeavor. Jerk. He <laughs> should have waited a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't have given me a little fucking guy. Little help. So then the next time he basically like, and then I was like, okay, I want to try this again. It took me a full year to get back there. My fourth year by this point. And I did a little training and stuff. So what I ended up doing was I was a fill-in host, which basically if someone couldn't do a show or there's an open slot, I would just pick it up. So I picked up a hip-hop show at 2 in the morning once. That's live. Oh, it was. I It was actually great. Um, and this was about 2014. So I had a lot to work with. Um, like new Kendrick Lamar was coming out, new J. Cole was like Forest Hills Drive had come out by J. Cole. Oh, yeah. And I'll I'll openly say, uh, I love that album. I don't love I don't love J. Cole, but he did get me through a particular moment where I was like, what do I play now? Because they have this whole at the time, I haven't been there in a long time, so I don't really remember. But I remember they had like the new releases section right by the studio. You go outside the studio and there's all these CDs. Yes. Compact discs. Shout out to Sony, inventing the compact disc. <laughs> Quick aside, Sony invented the compact disc, but they were also a music label. So not only, they were competing with other people putting up music, but everyone had to buy Sony compact discs. So no matter what, Sony was always making money on music. So I will always shout out Sony for like dominating the hustle. That's a fact. That's, that's, a, that's, a, I love that. That's I think, you know. This those whole Japanese, they know what they're doing. I don't know. Uh, so I would just go through CDs. And when you're on the radio in Canada, you have to, um, it's called CanCon rules, Canadian content. You got to play some new stuff, which is like the radio, their, their mandate. You got to play some Canadian. And there was one other one, which I definitely ignored. New Canadian and, I don't even remember. Um, so that filled me through my new category really well. It's like, oh, great, awesome. Yeah, That's wild, bro. I never knew that, like, you have to play Canadian music on the radio. At first sight, like, at first, like, out of hearing of that, I'm like, that's fucking whack. Are you going to tell anyone what to play? But probably heard some good shit that we wouldn't have heard otherwise. Oh, totally. So I think there's definitely uh, two sides to that coin. Oh, easily. It's like... um People have beef with CanCon, and it's not unfounded. Like, as you say, it's like, it sounds, it can be like, yeah, don't tell me what to play. You know, I'm as much a, as a DJ, is as much an artist as a performer is. So, I mean, you are stifling their creativity. But you are also, you know, there's that mandate, play new Canadian music. And people, are, even Canadian artists are pretty split on it, because, yeah. I mean, it's, the percentages are... Really high. It's not like you have to play for my hour because it was a university. I think they're a little bit lax, um, or at least a little bit more like play local. That's what it was. You got to play local stuff. 
which yeah. I thought was even better. I think you should just do local. Facts. I think local should be a mandate, not Canadian, in my opinion. Um, I agree. Uh, but it was something like 20% of what you play in an hour. Three-minute song, you know, you got 20 songs maybe in an hour. Um, and of those 20 songs, seven or eight of them got to be Canadian. That's math, right? That makes... Man, I, yeah, whatever. you know what? As a fucking Canadian and as someone who's... I, I enjoy Canadian culture, especially Canadian pop culture. Like, <laughs> it's just so like different from American shit that I just love it. Yeah. Um, I I, sup- I, I like that idea, kind of, you know? Mm. Fuck, I would never have heard a lot of shit growing up that I did. Yeah. Because then, cause, yo, then the DJs would just want to play what's hot at the time. Yes. Which, which is what happens, I think, in, in uh, like... Especially hip hop, like American hip hop shows. Oh, that's not where you're going if you want to listen yeah. to new shit. You're um, listening to only Drake and like Future. <laughs> Which I mean, all things considered, absolutely. Shout out to both those guys, but you want to hear some new shit sometimes and some different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it's especially because Drake, right? Because because he's Canadian. Um, true, man, hilarious. Yeah, you got to fill out a hip hop show in Canada. Yeah. How many times are you gonna play Hotline Bling? Nice. You know what I mean. And if it's Toronto and they have a local mandate, well, Drake's local. And because he works with a producer, what's his, what's his producer's name? Forty. Forty. Shout out Forty. <laughs> Actually, shout out Forty. The dude's really knows what he's doing. Um, shout out to Forty. Um, and he's from Richmond Hill, so you can that's local Canada. And yeah. Whatever. Well, um, yeah. The thing, like, I think people, especially. Um, now with so much you know you can listen to someone in the states uk london or same place china <laughs> no, that's a world city it's an international city facts i was actually was watching a movie today with mark Wahlberg, uh pain and gain pain and gain i never <laughs> seen it before i liked it um and there was a part in it he's like i fucking hated the He's like, the kids I grew up that were rich, their parents would take them to cool places like Paris and France. <laughs> and that killed me. So. <laughs> what? Paris and France. But yeah, anyway, um, I think people don't understand how much cool shit has come out of Canada. Oh. Especially musically. That's true as of all Especially like, yeah. musically, man. Even to this day. Especially like. Oh, well, like oh. the York, Yorkville, not Yorkville. So um, much. The like folk music scene in like the sixties predated Greenwich Village. Like the people, like you, you can argue this. Um, the scene that developed around like Joni Mitchell and Neil Young oh, um, in Toronto, um, that was the network that got this the stuff started. Bob Dylan was chilling with them. Um, the band, yeah, the band even. Um, you know, pre Levon Helm almost. Yeah, um, Ronnie Hawkins. Was an Hawk. American who found better success in Canada because they're willing to play this stuff. Ronnie Hawkins Canadian. Is he Canadian? No, like, but he is. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Otter, absolutely. Yeah. Oh the Hawk, man. Yo, shout out to the Hawk. Thanks. Yeah, life's the one big shout out section. I I really like Canadian pop culture. Really interests me, especially as I'm getting mm. older because I see it's not in like mainstream media as much mm. as it was. Like when we were growing up, mm. they would show Canadian TV. Yeah, on TV. Absolutely. Now it's it's mostly Netflix, like streaming based. So you have to yeah. look for it. It's it's not going to be on. 
I think it's also that like, well, it's not that like there's no shortage of no, stuff there's being not. made. It's just not. But it's it's not about Canada. No, it's exactly. it'll be shows like my dad watches lots of Bravo, so it'll be like Flashpoint. Flashpoint's probably a good example. Shows like Flashpoint, Flashpoint. um, kind of the and Flashpoint's a good show. I'm not gonna, it's it's exciting. Um, Flashpoint stuff like stuff like that. It just doesn't like explicitly no. be Toronto. Whereas like you go to like YTV oh. in the early two thousands, it's like you could show an alien that and they'd be confused about everything else. Be like, Oh, we'll watch YTV though. We exactly. get that. This is closer. Screech owls. <laughs> Scre- screech owls. Man, my buddy the other day made a screech owls reference and I'm like, ah, oh, thank God you did just did yes. that. Like <laughs> What's that freaking red there was that one like ginger kid who always if there was like a moment where, like, there's the four of them, and then there's three of them, they're like, oh, where's Ginger Kid? Yeah. He's the one who's always got lost, or just, like, kidnapped. He was the, he was the Kenny of he's... Screech Owls. <laughs> he's also orange, so yeah. there we go. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that was everything. That was hockey. Uh, it was also based on a book. I read one of the books. Uh, yeah, they, they got too excited. Um, and I think Hawk, like, there's a lot of ways to do Canadian content that or easy, like doing a hockey show, or you know, doing some fishing shows, or uh, something like that. But there are ways to get outside of that. Like I mean, Trailer Park Boys. I wanted to shout out three times if I could. Buddy, um, ultimate. Oh man, I I gotta mention this real quick. Uh, I could go on a Trailer Park Boys thing, but I don't want to. I'd love to. I would love to, but that will be the episode. And so, <laughs> the Screech. We're just drinking Screech all night. Um, so, the actual cinematographer, the dude, like, holding the camera, uh, taught at my university, or my college, Banshaw College. No way. Shout out Banshaw College. There you go. Um, and this wasn't like, oh, he taught here, and I'd maybe see him in the halls. Like, so, there was, because I, I studied post-production at Banshaw College. I just finished the past year, uh, in April. Um, I'm currently working in, in post-production. Um, so, basically, we never really had a fixed lab. Wherever there's a computer, it has little programs on it. So, there was a big lab in the main floor, or the basement of that, called the pit. Um, and there were, like, 20 computers there, five offices, so many offices. Everyone, just, that was the media place. Um, so, like, the people who took filmmaking went there. So, the actors kind of went there sometimes. Um, People who were doing um, broadcast television would be there. Um, so I would do work there as well, and I loved working there. And he would just walk by, and he would say hello to me. He's like, how's it going? And I learned this in March. I was just chilling with this dude, just like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And we would just talk, and he'd be like, what are you working on? I'm like, I'm working on this thing, and it's kind of, this, like, graphics card kind of sucks, but I don't know how to make it better. And he's like, I oh, will keep at it. I'm going to mark this guy's shot. All of Trailer Park Boys. That's this guy had made Conky like an art form. Like, <laughs> I didn't even realize I could have asked so many questions. Sounds like, like a humble guy. Very humble. He didn't, like, there are some people who are just like, yeah, I remember when I was in Vietnam. Exactly. Yeah. He had a right to, like, brag about that. Yeah, huge right. And his Trailer Park Boys is international. It's huge. I, I, I respect that. Mm. That's a that's a good personality trait for sure. Yeah, like keeping it. I think there's. I don't want to make a whole thing where I go on about social media, like the ills of social media. What is wrong with modern culture? 
Um, I'm 25. I can officially stop doing that because 18 nice. to 25 is the demographic. <laughs> That's the ideal, like pop music, television. Biggest demographic. Once I'm 26, it's like, well, that's neat. No one cares. Now you can list, listen to Ann Wilson safely. <laughs> Ann Murray. Sorry. The, the being <laughs> uh, wait, Ann Wilson. Who is she? I think Ann Wilson was from Heart, no? Well, she's a fat one? Probably. I'm sorry. That's I not meant cool. Ann Murray. <laughs> but. I don't know. I don't like Heart either, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, I, I, I will listen to Anne Murray regardless. Exactly. I will, I, I, she's, she's a treasure. Was, was there is that 70s show joke where it was like, I think so. Um, I think it's like an ongoing thing. Like Eric has the worst taste in music. Like, like Hyde loves Zeppelin. Yeah. Kelso yes, also yes, loves yes, Zeppelin. Yes, yes, yes. I remember um, what you were talking about. They're all just like talking shit because, uh, Foreman loves Anne Murray. He's like, She's Canada's greatest yeah, like songstress. Or something. Just like, has, and he also loves like sticks, but that's sticks. not fair because the, the, the joke in that episode is that everyone loves sticks. Yes. Uh, so he's like, "Hi, are you tapping your foot? Well, I'm gonna tap my foot because Kelso was whistling a little bit. Like, well, I'm only whistling a little bit because I can hear, I could see Donna's like head tapping. All that stuff." Um, Thing. Sorry, the old social media. We got into that 70 show when I was going to have a big trumpet point about it's, it's like, it's too much about the ego. Too much about stroking the ego. I mean, like, look at where I'm at. Look at this cool thing I'm doing. No one is really taking a picture of, like, a piece of crap dish that they've got and be like, I must consume this because I have no choice. It's just too beautiful. And I just think that as much as that can be like saving those very fleeting moments um, that you can. You, have, you used to have to commit to memory. Uh, be like, I'm gonna make my life into something that's kind of artful that I can share with people, which is fine. I would start a discussion, get people laughing. You know how often my friends send me hilarious stuff on Twitter. Most of them are related to uh, Gritty, the greatest mascot of all time. All time. Oh yeah, love them. Um, but regardless. Um, a lot of it is just like, yeah, but now you're spending a good chunk of your day, like conceptualizing your day and it takes you out of it kind of a little bit. It's the, the opposite of mindfulness. Well, I mean, it's one of those things like, um, it's overthinking. It's overthinking like times 12. I remember I, I talked to you about this specific thing. Now, I'm completely out of my element when it comes to this type <laughs> of shit, but I still love to hear it. Daddy, you're out of So every time, like growing up, you'd hear, you'd see like someone making a movie or some shit. They would do, oh, you take 37, whatever. You know, you grow, you like, you think that's normal. Mm. Then I heard Clint Eastwood does this shit in one take. <laughs> I said, fuck, I knew it could be done. Like, if I was doing something, I'd want it done. It's not going to be perfect ever. <laughs> Just fucking get it out. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's, like, to me, like, social media. Oh, I, I just took 40 selfies. I have to pick one. Oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. You know? do, the, do it. Just take the Do it. You know? My friend does that. My my friend who I love, actually. Christina, shut up. Um, but, yeah, no, no, she'll totally do that. Um. And I love her for it. And you know what? And she does pick the best one, usually. But it'll always be like, like, we'll be in a park somewhere. And it'll be like, can you take a picture of me over here? Like, that's cool. Can you can, can try again? It's not like it. It's like, no. This beautiful park that was made by the city that before that was made by God, probably. Um, Is this, would you consider this person more of like a perfectionist in general? Oh, yeah. 
it's tough because it's some like social media is something everyone knows, but to separate into personality traits is really difficult. I think. Um, I mean, everyone uses it. The reason I ask is I'm the type of person who's not a perfectionist. Like I just put if I want to do it, I'll put it out. Whatever. And it's weird because I I think about like the things I enjoy. Like I'll give you an example, like mm-hmm. in in rap music, like guys like Max B and Riff Raff and Gucci Man and guys like that are my favorite. Shut up. And all of them just put out a bundle of shit. They're just like, yes. they put, never, never, never do you hear about them like locking themselves in their bed for like <laughs> forty days. You know. Oh, you're right. And I think it's a personality thing. I actually do. Like it's just because I, I bet like none of those guys really, if they were in our position, would like right. You know post a picture that they were see but i don't you know, know I mean. if my album's good maybe they, i would do a little but bit more to it there's other artists it, like it other artists like kendrick lamar he puts maybe one project out a year if that which all right which i'll think like in hip-hop like that's actually still pretty good no but I'm, I'm i'm saying like well could just oh just compare the two you know what i mean oh well, yeah a lot of people love that type of thing like the crafting it. It makes like, it seem more of like an event, right? Exactly. I think it's a personality thing. Yeah. Like, you actually, you either like it or you don't like it. Like, you know what I mean? It what blew my mind. I was, I was uh, reading about one of my favorite bands, Arcade Fire. Um, Win. Win <laughs> Butler is fucking crazy eyes. Um, he's got an odd face. Uh, great talent, great writer. Odd face. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. Like, like that impacts him at all. Um... <laughs> And so Reflector, that album that came out in 2013, the two really crazy facts about that. Number one, so David Bowie is on the title track, is the first track, because, so he's basically, so the song is basically in his last coda, um, and it's doing the lick where it's like, do, 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 um, and David Bowie's just there in his little voice, going, it's a reflector, reflector. It's, I did not know that. You know why he's on that track? It's a story. Because, so he's recording same studio they are. Because um, that's the one thing about albums that are made by people like Max B versus albums that are made by people like Jay-Z. Someone like Max B will do a week in a studio kind of thing. And just have, I don't even want to say a week, maybe like three days. Or just like 90 songs. Just boom, boom, boom. Great beat. Rap over it. Yeah. Great beat. Rap over it. it maybe not as great a beat. We'll rap over it. <laughs> maybe fix the beat. Yeah. That rap wasn't as good. We'll fix it. But it's like their job. Like, we're going to be here for, like, hours kind yeah. of thing. So it brings the entourage. But someone like Kanye West, like, the big yeah. touring, they'll be like, we're going to record part of it in Paris. Exactly. And exactly. part of it elsewhere because, I don't know, their cables are better. Exactly. Or something. Um, so Arcade Fire. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Arcade Fire was recording. I can't remember where. I can't really remember what the studio is. But, th- but David Bowie was there also, like, down the hall recording something else. Um, that's so sick, by the way. What? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, who? Where? Why can't I just be getting coffee in that building? And I just go, oh, like there he goes. Uh, look at Robbie Robertson is just like eating a croissant. Yeah, I love to see it. I, you know, I wouldn't want to hear him play guitar. I just want to hear watch him eat that croissant, <laughs> probably clumsily. I don't know. So, anyways, I'm sorry. So they're in the same studio together, uh, and David Bowie, you know, who can basically walk into Buckingham Palace and. Everyone's be like, oh, oh, David, Sir David, go on in. You know, he walks into their session, and they're obviously huge fans. Um, so they're like, oh, my God, David, so good to meet you. Or they probably met, I don't know. Um, 
you know, they're having shit. So they listen, they listen to Reflector, listen to the song they're working on, uh, and he says, all right, so you've got to, here are the two options in front of you. You've got to put me on this song, or I'm going to steal it. <laughs> he fully, this is like real. Like, he was like, I'm going to be on this song, you're going to put me in somewhere. Or I'm gonna steal this song from you. And he didn't get paid. He just went uncredited. You listen to him, be like, "Oh, there he is." Um, he didn't go credited, but he was fully just like, "I'm in here. I'm in there, or I'm mine now," which I think is sick. I man, that's dope. That's well, rock and roll. That's rock and roll. That's the hustle, just man. Get in there, fucking do it. And then Arcade Fire did put them on the song, which is not rock and roll. They just they listened to it. An old man told them something, and they're like, "Oh yes, sir. Yeah, we agree." To, I mean, to be fair, what are you going to say to David Bowie? No. <laughs> really. <laughs> just, yeah, I'd love to be on your track or I'm going to steal it. Nah. Choke on it. Yeah. <laughs> he, not, he wasn't asking. <laughs> oh, he wasn't. He strong-armed them. That was like the savage. Um, yeah, I, I also learned that album cost $1.6 million. Like, man. Movies are made for $1.6 million. That's a crazy amount of money. And it's like, you know, you want to be like Max B, or do you want to be like Arcade Fire? Arcade Fire has five studio albums. Max B, in two years, yeah. put out to be 20, fair, maybe? To be fair, I bet they're... I mean, you probably have heard most of Arcade Fire's music. Mm. Yeah, most of it, yeah. They probably put out quite a bit of shit when they were coming up. <laughs> Not really, eh? Whoa! I mean, it's but rock, then again, right? They were signed pretty early, I think. They were. They are basically like... They played a few shows. Yeah. And they're basically signed. Well, it's cool because like they're basically a family, so it's like they're they're already kind of like a unit. Yeah. Um. So like, but I think it's just different with rock and roll. It is it versus is. hip hop. Hip hop, you can just be like, I've got my twenty mixtapes, and then I'm gonna get the best tracks from those, and they're gonna be on my yeah, you're right studio album. But rock and roll is different. You gotta have equipment. Yeah. All this setup. Very good point. I maybe have it's a lot three less. EPs. It's a lot less uh, portable. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, so I think that's why more ele- more rock bands are getting into electronics. It's like, man, have you been in a tour bus? Yeah, I'd yeah. want to get rid of that shit. That's very true. Um, but also that rock bands don't put out mixtapes in the same way that that uh, MCs don't put out EPs. And it's like, they're technically the, they really are the same yeah. thing. We're in a digital, you know, we're in the iPod age now. No, we're past the iPod age. I say iPod still. Uh, I still own an iPod. I own two Me iPods. Too. Me too. I fucking lost Beautiful. my iPod like a couple months ago. Oh no! Pissed, pissed, pissed. still what? pissed. What kind was so it? It was a iPod Nano, um, the one where you shake and it changes songs. Oh, beautiful! I was just more pissed because it had all my shit on it. Oh, you and you don't have the files anymore. A lot of them, no, because it's because oh, I had that man. iPod from fucking grade ten, I believe. If anyone wants to give me an iPod, <laughs> I mean, these are things that, like, in 2018, Spotify, title, that world. Glad, glad you brought that up. There, glad you that. brought that up. Yeah, okay. I agree. Are you a Spotify, title, Apple guy or no? I'm a Google Play Music guy. <laughs> Man, for me, the way my brain works is <laughs> I'll just go. I'll I'll go on YouTube and play the music. Mm. But if I'm in the car, I like the song so much that I'll have it downloaded anyway. So streaming for mm-hmm. me is useless. For me personally, I don't need it. I ha- if I'll go pull it up on YouTube. I 
couldn't agree more, actually, because that's not how, when I was getting music, um, and I won't say how, guess <laughs> the government is Shadow Kazaa. Shadow Kazaa. <laughs> where's, Na- where's Napster at? Where's fucking uh, Justin Timberlake? Whatever. What was that guy's yeah, name again? Sean, Sean something. Sean Parker? Sean Parker. Sean Miller. Thank you, audience. No, Sean Parker. No. Sean, whatever. Anyways. Um, it's Sean Parker. Okay. So, um, yeah. That's not how I learned how to make music or how to find new music. I learned finding music by just doing my research Facts. and being like, you know, I want... Sean Parker. I heard. Okay, so we've done the. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, get out of here. Anyway. Um, so. Fucking okay, peanut gallery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, like streaming wasn't part of what we were doing growing yeah. up. Um, and even then, I would find, like, if I'm going out to, like, a, a radio station or a mix, there's just something about it. It doesn't quite get it. You know what I mean? It goes by, like, the Google. What's the most. What's the most, like, looked up compared Facts. to that. And it's just, this is an argument that goes back to as far as robotics has been a thing, where it's like, yes, you could make a machine do something, but will it truly have human features? And yeah, I know it's an old argument, but it's one that I bring up with streaming, where it's like, Last FM was great for that. And Last FM is more or less gone right now, but it was an old, kind of early program for that kind of thing, where it was like, it had radio, it would be like, you type in an artist, and it would just give you, like, are you like this? Based on what people have, it's based on what people have listened to. People have yeah. profile. People have profiles in Last FM, um, and they would articulate their profile, their biography, like that. I like music from this country, from this style, and their artists would be very varied. You know, in the same way that you get your most played on your iPod. You know, it's like if you search up like black metal on YouTube. I don't know why it's my example. Black metal on Google or YouTube or something like that. It'll show you the big like Burzum, you know, Ulver. Uh, stuff like that, and it'll just run through the list because every history ever has made that. But a person's profile will be like, yeah, well, I love Burzum, but I also love ABBA, and that'd be number one, number two. So it takes that information, Facts. not like just generic stuff. Again, for for different people, it works for them. They find the music that way. That's what it is, though. Not gonna hate them. Yo, Joey, a lot of people don't um, listen to music like we listen to music. <laughs> No, I'm serious. They like us. What do you mean by that, though? A lot of people, music's just the background noise. That's it fair. Is. Yeah, totally. It is, man. It's a product, also. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying they can't, um, but it is a lot like that. I mean, like, how many people do you see just, like, Instagramming the concert they're going to? And it's like, I'm here now. And it's like, just be there. Yeah, and be it's in the not, moment. It's not know. even that, man. It's like the music that they listen to is it's not found by them. You know what? That's an interesting concept, right? It's like the whole gatekeeping thing, right? Like, there are some bands that just kind of appear on one day, and everyone's listening to them. Like, a lot, bro. Post Malone is one. Post Malone. And I, I think he actually does make pretty good music. I don't love it. Cause it's okay. It's too bummy for yeah, my taste. It's not my favorite. Yeah. But, like, he's not bad. I'm not going to say it by no means. In fact, None we, are, in fact are we are shouting out Post Malone. None of these guys are bad, man. Post Malone, Travis Scott, um, a mm. lot of these guys are, are good. 
Yeah, no, no, no. But they're just there. You can't not see them. They're there everywhere. Exactly. You know, they're being promoted. Their their songs are in movies yeah. and commercials, which is nothing to do with their success or their talent or their creativity. All of which are excellent for them, excellent for many other people. It's it's totally true. And if you ask probably twenty random people. Who are some of your favorite artists right now? I guarantee Post Malone, Travis Scott, those types of people will be right at the top of the list. And w- why though? Because they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like you can I, like what's like like nobody know like everyone knows what the Eiffel Tower looks like. I'm not gonna say you don't bother going to Paris. You can just have a postcard. That's not true. You still have to experience what this thing is. I mean, I've, I've, I have been to Paris. I have actually seen, seen, you know, I'm not like Mark Wahlberg. I have seen Paris and France. Um, to both. I've been to both. And so I saw, and when you actually see it, like from the bottom, like you actually go like, this is astounding. And, you know, obviously like thousands of people made it, this iron, something like that. Like it's very astounding, like all things considered. And you see a postcard of place like, yeah, it's pretty. You see an Instagram post, like, oh yeah, it's a little thing. And there's a Sean Bellizade with the revolutionary, all these statues and stuff. Um, it's not the same thing though. Um, and to bring that back to music, it's like, there is a lot of that kind of postcardism. You know what I mean? Yeah. Post Malone cardism. Where it's like you, it's just there. And everyone can just kind of see something because it's there. And yeah, it's a good song and it's stuff like that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying pop music, though. Pop music has been, at the same time, part of the system and an act against the system. Oh, I'm a fan of pop music. Yeah, no one's hating on popular music. If you if your time in the sun has arrived, enjoy it. And good for you, man. Like, you probably worked your ass off to get there. So, shout out. It is one thing for me, though, where I, I've, I realized this, like, a while ago. Mm. I, will, I don't think I'll ever be able to fully understand... How someone could only listen to pop music, though. <laughs> like not even that's just like the, like like catchy music, not even like shit that's just on the radio is what they're listening to. I'll never mm-hmm. be able to understand. Like that's their whole. Like if you listen to someone like Library, it's mm-hmm. all just top forty. Yeah, which I get it, but I don't at all. I don't at all. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't get it. Well, top forty as a format is self-defeating. Sort of what kids conveyor belt, right? Top forty will always be replaced by new top forty. At the same time, after a certain point, you know what classified as forty a while ago, you know maybe a song like Umbrella will stay because that is I, I can't yeah I can't play that song uh, at my workplace because there's too much uh, motor oil because it's straight fire it'll set it'll blow the place down. I fuck with Rihanna. Oh, everyone fucks with Rihanna. Rihanna is not just a babe; she's very she's a great singer, great she's dancer. Um, and yeah, and, and, and yes, an absolute diamond, and just, uh, yeah, no, shout out to Rihanna, 12 shout outs, uh, Rihanna gets more shout outs than everyone else in this She's whole. a rock star, for sure. Oh, man, and I think that's a very, I have, a, I have, I have another point about the top 40, but I think it's that rock stars are not gone, but. No, 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 their rock music's gone, though. But rock music's gone. The rock stars are not gone at all. Yeah. You know, you can have a band like Greta. Van F- is that the band? Greta yeah. Van Fleet? Who like, I like, but I don't... It's just not my thing. It, it purely just like... I'm more excited about other things than yeah. Greta Van Fleet, but shout out to them. Um, but it is that same kind of thing where like you don't have an Iggy Pop who is a draw because he's so insane. And he will be like, is he going to 
well, someone today. You do. I think you do have those artists. They're just not making rock music. They're not making rock music. Rock music's in like there's plenty of creative things happening in metal. Um, punk is a bit of a depending on how you talk to punk can be either a relic or it's going through a boom right now. It just depends who you talk to. Um, you know the kind of like the stable genres like hard rock is. You know, it's basically become like a different kind of piece. It's basically Nickelback, which again, they're doing their thing. CanCon, Canadian Contact. I'm a fan of Nickelback. <laughs> no hate with Nickelback. Um, but yeah, it's just like not rock music because it's not what's in the public. You could be a guy that's in a rock band that blows up hotel rooms and stuff, but it's just like you're not, the cameras aren't on you anymore. You know you're what's not crazy concert, yeah. about the, how much rock, rock music has fallen off? Mm. And I'm not even saying there's not good bands. It's just there's no popular bands right now. There's no popular rock bands. It's just that are really like there's no one. There's none. And if there are, they're already been around for like ten years. That's the thing. Like we were talking before the podcast started. Before we start about um, the soundtrack for the OC. Exactly, and that's what I was going with this. This is yeah. This is what (laughs) is so weird to me. The two thousands was fucking on fire with rock music on fire bro mm-hmm. like all we were talking earlier the oc who i've shouted out a million times on this podcast <laughs> love it fucking, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's they the were on fire with putting new artists on most of them was mm-hmm. rock acts like the killers yeah. uh strokes so many death cab got 20 shout outs on that show really modest mouse lcd sounds is my think we're in an episode no way. Like, the I actual be, band was? I think so. <laughs> I might be wrong. That's outrageous. Rooney. Shout out Rooney. Uh, Silver works. Sun Pickups. Yeah. All these bands. All from the same time. And then other bands like Ya Ya Ya's. Uh, they're there too as well. Arcade Fire. Fucking, yeah. Even Coldplay, I consider. They're more pop, but I don't know. I fucking love Coldplay anyway. Oh, 100%. But yo, there was so much good music mm. coming out of that type of genre at the time. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened? Well, so much. Four dudes getting a band, yeah. Well, I think there's different things where it's like, well, listeners, I think the subcult, the idea of like, like I have, I'm a metal dude and I have my metal friends, is it's still there. Um, it's just getting fewer people. I don't think many people are being like, I'm in my subculture right now, my little like click. Right. People who are That's like, true. man, you guys are keeping the revolution going. It's so good for you guys, but. Like the like, but think of it more as like how kids are actually growing. Because I remember being in school, we talked about this. How about how much of rock and roll is a part of growing up? You know, it's you can make the argument almost that starting a band and being and being this sort of thing, like I'm going to teach myself guitar so I can play drums with people, to play with drummers, um, stuff like that. Um, it's the same thing as like joining a hockey team. Um, it's about male camaraderie. It's about being together. It's about stimulating part of your brain that was previously undeveloped. Your creativity, your ability to work with others, um, your ability to compromise and stuff like that. Um, and it could be as simple as getting four people in a band versus one dude in a mixtape. You know, right. a lot of those people who started doing rock bands, you know, like a good chunk of them, would be like. I also do like dance music, or I do. Yeah. A lot of it's kind of becoming the whole, like, I can do everything on my computer, which is, which is awesome. You know, there's so much more music out because of that. And I think that's just part and parcel to where rock and roll is going. Rock and roll doesn't sound the same because 
you know, I'm not just being like, I just listen to Led Zeppelin and that'll be the only record I listen to forever. It's counterintuitive. You're not listening to anything. That's a good point. Um, you know what? As you were saying that, I realized I think this shit's already happened before. Cause uh, I don't know, man. If you listen to a lot of, uh, okay, like there was a, there's a Ramon song where they, the whole song is about how rock and roll is not sounding like rock and roll anymore. And this was in the late seventies. Oh, the Clash, the Clash had that song where they're saying there's no, uh, Beatles, Rolling Stones or Elvis. Is that a, I'm so bored. I'm so bored with the USA. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, they were probably talking about the same shit. Oh, like Billy Joel was probably like the top guy at the time mm. and kind of softer acts. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck? Just 10 years ago, we had like Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> well, like their context is interesting, right? So like, imagine them, they're growing up. Their biggest albums are coming out in the like 75, 76, yeah. Rocks for Russia, yeah. uh, stuff like that. So when they were growing up, you know, it's not quite Sergeant. It's a little bit after Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah. Um, they're in the suburbs, you know, it's gone from the Beatles to, uh, King Crimson and Genesis. Yeah. Who I like. I genuinely enjoy both of the bands, but, you know, you could definitely be like, well, this is very clicky. The fact that King Crimson is popular is not a good sign. This should be a very, like, clicky band. It's crazy, too, because, um, 60s music, especially 60s rock music, Mm. It was pretty, very new at the time. Oh, yeah, easily. So it all kind of sounded a bit similar, which mm-hmm. to me was similar to how, like, 90s rap was. Like, if you look at, listen to it now, a lot of those guys <laughs> sounded very, very similar. Yeah. Um, but it was good still. Mm. But then the 70s rolled around, and more people came out with different types of music. I think that's mm. what happened with, like, the 2000s mm. with rap. Like, you had the, like, Kanye type of shit where it was experimenting different sounds yeah like that and then after that there's like t- innovators and then there's just copiers exactly which like say exactly man, i love co- there are certain copiers i just love i <laughs> they copy really well and i enjoy exactly. it but i think this shit's happened before oh yeah definitely um i think it's like also as an artist like what you listen to is part of like what you make right um I want to bring it back, like, with street, and the thing with streaming that can kind of, like, screw with this a little bit is that, like, there's no more gems. You know what I mean? There's no shit that only you just listen to. I it's think there, like, there is, though. There, I don't know. You have to no, find it. You, you gotta find it, you gotta try really hard. Yeah. But there's, like, I don't know how I found this, but I found this, like, this, this, like, throat singing album that some dude made in a Ukrainian prison, and I listened to it, like, four or five times this summer. It blew my mind. And it's exactly what you sound like. It's just, but I loved it because it was just like, man, this dude, he's got nothing. (laughs) Well, you know what? I think the new thing, not the new thing, like a cool thing is, so if an artist blows up, gets millions of views on all of their shit, Mm. but they didn't come out of nowhere, like they did have a come up kind of, finding their shit that's before all the the new, like the shit that's blown up. Mm. That's some wild shit because a lot of that is still untapped for the most part. Like the common oh, fan true. has. A, there's a specific project I'm talking about right now. So I'm bit, obviously I've talked to you about Little Peep. <laughs> Bro, after that kid died, his views are fucking insane. I'm not sure if you checked any of his YouTube right now. I actually haven't. 
Bro, I mean, I like I like he's these. He's got probably ten videos that have over seventy million plays, like huge numbers, humongous really? numbers. But a month or two ago, I was just looking through some of his shit, and I found a, a mixtape of his from early that I had never heard before, mm. and I played it, and it was so fucking hard. And it was mm. produced by some random Polish guy <laughs> in Poland. And I Googled, like, I did research really? on the guy. Like, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I found very little info about him. Mm. I found him on Instagram. He has, like, 400 followers. Like, he's not famous at all. I just, for fun, check, checked who he was following. He follows, like, just, like, I guess his friend, like, random Polish people and Lil Peep. <laughs> right at the top. I'm like, and, like, that's what I mean. Like, this guy's oh, got yeah. so many people listening to his shit, but there's still a whole group of music that people will never hear because they don't have to. It's, it's like an untapped it. part of the internet. Exactly. And I, I mean, like, it is all, like, on, there's no one... No, it's all there. Yeah, the grid's, the grid's so like big hiding now. in plain yeah. sight. Um, I'm going to go super literary here, and I'm going to do this great literature quote that I love, where it's like, well, there's this famous story... It's a story that's only two paragraphs long, or two or three paragraphs long, by probably one of my favorite writers, named Jorge Luis Borges. Uh, it's a really quick story, and the whole thing, because I don't really remember it. Well, I remember it, but I just don't, I can't quite quote it. It's that if you can imagine the world, and then a map of the world, you know, we have to put, we have to scale the world down. So a little scale, it says like, one centimeter is like 500 miles. Um... But a really accurate map of the world would be the size of the world. And so the fringes of the world are, in fact, the parts where the map has kind of caved in and nice. ripped apart. Um, and I think without meaning to, because you wrote that in the 40s, I think, even. is a really old Argentinian writer. Um, but he basically described the Internet, like in a nutshell. The Internet is so bigger now. Yeah, everyone's connected to it. The internet is the map of civilization as we know it, and the parts of the uh, the parts of the world where the internet cannot get to are, in a sense, the fringes of civilization. Um, so the grid really does help us in that sense. Like, yeah, there is no if there were old LPs that from just random folk artists that never got their due, the internet's bringing them back, right? How many people would have heard of someone like Jackson C. Frank, who was this folk singer from the 60s, uh, influenced Paul Simon, um, all these people, did one album, and he basically fell off, like, his traumatic past, terrible, terrible life story, he could only do one album before he just fell off the grid, right? If this was an EP, LP, like, whoever just had the release, you know, he would have stayed there, other than various shout-outs from people who listened to him whatever, but now we got in the world where people are making documentaries about him, and people like Laura Marling are covering his songs, like, everyone's covering his songs now, like, I hear, like, a Blue Drum Runs the Game cover, like, every now and then, and I'm like, yeah, this is purely an internet phenomenon, the internet is just digging these people out of the grave, uh, metaphorically speaking, and so that's where the gems are going, I think. That's the part of the internet that I love, especially, like, the entertainment side of it, and I don't mean, like, the... TMZ, the gossip side. I mean, like <laughs> movies, uh, TV, music, shit like that. Because you can go find great shit from every single generation, and there's still shit coming out now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which in the back in the day you couldn't really do that. 
Well, there's more entertainment than there is like time to be alive. Almost, it makes me oh, re- it makes me like wonder that almost. You have to choose. You have to you choose. Cannot, you cannot get everything. Uh, this is actually a discussion in one of my uh, English classes once, where it was like, um, but whether we when we're actually like consuming something, like reading a book, watching a play, or whatever, like when we say like, was it good or was it bad? You know, what are we actually talking about? Are we talking about like it's the various how many they how many symbols did they use? Were there three or four symbols? Um, was what, how time? How, there was a three act structure, right? Was, were they each half an hour each, or was it ten, fifty, twenty minutes? You know, you know, you can get down to that level. And be like, it really does have to go with the like your experience of the thing. And I brought up the point. It wasn't very well received, but it was that like, yeah. But I mean, we're not immortal, so we're gonna die at some point. And we don't know when it's going to happen. Um, so we really have to make those value judgments. I don't want to waste my time watching, you know, this, this paint, watching paint dry the series. Um, 100,000%. Yeah, I mean. That's an interesting point, man. Sometimes you have to pull the plug on things that you liked, but it's like, okay, it's not, it's not fulfilling my needs. You're living anymore. in the past, yeah. I'm gonna an example. I like to use examples. Makes things easier, in my opinion. Well, to get my point across. Good, good stuff. Yeah, no, I'm I agree. Fucking, I'm not a fucking genius. <laughs> Fargo, the TV show. Okay, got, excellent. All right. First season was phenomenal. Second season, I really enjoyed. Third one, I started it. I'm like, okay, this is probably gonna be crazy, but you know what? I don't need it anymore. It's a lot of like every episode is like clues, basically. And it's like, you know what? I think I got what I needed from Fargo. Shout out Fargo. I stopped watching because I just didn't care anymore. And it's not like it wasn't good. It's just like I've got it already. Like I've already had a lot of t- plot twists and incredible <laughs> like fight scenes and crazy shit. And it's like I've got what I needed out of this. And a lot of people have told me their theory, like they have to finish a TV series. For me, it's oh. not like that at all. I'll leave. I'll leave no problem. Artists right. as well. Mm. If I don't like the artist's current music, I don't have to feel like I need to listen to it. Mm. So many artists that I still can, cons- I love them. I don't know what they put out in the last year just because mm. I don't need it no more. Well, exactly. Like, well, there's this weird thing. Before I start that, I did finish season three of Fargo. Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, and I thought some of the shit they did with it was really fascinating. Sure, it was. My, my personal point. Um, but I can see how it was like, there's a lot, a lot of my watching it was loyalty and completionism. So as long as that's aside, yeah. also there's something about Carrie Coon that makes me just like so excited. I just like, cause she's not, it's not even that she's a babe. She's a babe, but, um, I don't know. Like she's so magnetic and she makes me really be like, really sympathize with her. She makes me really want to like, whatever she's playing, she plays a lot of baby faces. Um, that I really want to go back there and be like, yeah, you know what? Persevere. But anyways, <laughs> beside the point, I just wanted to make sure that my allegiances were like, I, I represented, but it's like, it's the same with like video games being made into movies or like other things. Being, if you like something, you like an album or you like a play and it has a specific moment in your life, why should a remake excite you? The thing exists. The thing, if someone yeah. was like, I'm going to repaint the Mona Lisa. Well, who gives a shit? The Mona Lisa is already this beautiful thing. 
buddy. I completely agree. And it's like, uh, TV shows are probably the worst for that, where it's like, um, if he was like, yeah, I binged this whole series, and what, which is, man, people have gotten excited about stuff, and I, I've binged a series before. I, mean, I probably, what did I, I swear I binged something the other day. I, um, I think it was Treme. Yeah, I binged a bit of Treme a while ago, and that was like an HBO series about Trina. Uh, it was by the same guy who did The Wire. This is exactly what you're describing, and I'm doing it. Um, and I'm using it as a point to agree with you, <laughs> uh, because I'm wrong. But it's, yeah, there is that thing where it's like, I can't just put something down and move away from it. It's because media is a business. Media is trying to sell you some stuff, and we're buying it hook, line, and sinker, which is fine. Whatever makes you happy. But we have to understand that in the same way that we wouldn't do that at a candy store, we shouldn't do that on television is the main point. I've, I been, I, I've just been that type of way, though. That I, That's another thing. Like, I think it's just in you. Mm, mm. Like, bro, I, I see it a lot, man. People, I can tell the type of kid they were in school. Like, <laughs> this had to be perfect. Like, no, I drew a little out of the line, or I colored out a line here. I need a new paper. I, need, so like, I, was, I was the kid. Okay, am I done? Fuck, let's do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I feel like mm. when, with, with TV and shit like that, people, you know what I'm trying to say? That's like, the yeah, color I, I got to just now. like go through the whole process. And that's something I don't think you can help it. You're either, you do it or you don't. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, like I, 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 I was reading a book that I, like, it was pretty good for the first bit. And then there was like two or three chapters in a row that just bored me. And I, I don't, yeah. I not finish the book. And people can't say no anymore, and it's and that's a strange thing that we can't just be like I just don't want to finish this anymore. I'm pretty bad. I try to finish books uh, when I start them. I try and go back when I've given up after a certain point. Try again, and maybe my new experiences have maybe see something differently. And sometimes I just throw the crap out. Uh, There was one series. Oh yeah, the Americans. The Americans. I cannot. I can't finish the Americans. I don't care how many Emmys it has. I can't finish the Americans. I just don't care. I just and everyone, want everyone on it is super talented, and it looks like the '80s, and it's a great, it's a cool idea. I just like if someone just asked me like, "Are they gonna fuck?" I just like, "What do I care? It's not on TV, and I've got porn, so like, I can already." I and and, and so much of this like, well, Porter will answer that question. Yeah, they will for a while. Like, like for most of it, most of it, and it's sort of like, the amount of payoff that a show based around a romantic interest just does not, like, I couldn't care less. It's just, get no. out of here, facts. I, uh, to me. I completely understand. Yeah. I actually been, I've been into shows where you don't have to invest in, like, a long um, process, like, mm. each episode is just a different setting. That's why I always enjoyed reality shows. <laughs> okay, maybe... Like, I'm in the mood to watch TV right now. Maybe I won't be tomorrow. Mm. But, fuck, I started this show, and now i got to see what happened. Yeah. But if I just watch, like, some, like, very, you know, mm. low, low intelligence show, it satisfies, I want to watch something, it satisfies that need, and it mm. doesn't make me like, oh, God, I fucking need to finish this now. You know what I mean? I do, but I got to, but I got to say, there's one part of that I don't, I don't agree with. When people refer to what they are consuming 
uh, as, you know, it's pretty mindless or it's pretty unintelligent. I don't enjoy that. It bothers me because, I mean, we all know it's mass media. And just because it's, number one, just because something is mass media does not mean it's like, you know, plebeians. We're not right. talking about like the droogs of like ancient Rome where they're just on the grain to own their you know, genuine people who can't read or can't write their own goddamn name, um, stuff like that. You know, just because something's mass and everyone can see it doesn't mean it's dumb or anything like that. But it's like you've already introduced something that you like, that you enjoy, as a less than, as if you're ashamed of it. Oh, and I, that bothers me to a little bit. I'm not saying you're wrong. No. So that's hilarious that you bring that up because the episode of this podcast that I just put out, one of the main themes was about how I don't think that uh, guilty pleasure is a real thing. Like, there's no such thing. Like, you either like it or you don't. Mm. And don't. why would you feel guilty about it? Yeah. So I 100% understand where you're coming from. What I meant is, let's say I'm watching an episode of, like, Jersey Shore or something. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to, like, remember what happened, like, four episodes ago with this character and this character. Like no, I yeah. do with like an episode of of like a, a Mad Men type of show or something where like it's a storyline or not whatever show it is. That's a great example. No, like they will bring shit back and that's Mad what Men. I'm saying. It's like a that, super subtle like that's what how I do meant. you do and that how do you do was the most important thing exactly that entire year. That's what I meant. It. That's what I meant by that. And when I said like the intelligence thing, I didn't mean like oh this is a stupid show. I think so many shows are stupid that are not supposed to be. <laughs> I just mean like you don't you don't have to get in a zone to watch Jersey Shore. No, you know what? You know what That's I mean? totally true. Like that if you if you're trying to put on like a one of these Netflix like crazy shows and you're not focused, you're gonna miss a lot of shit. Mm. Jersey Shore, what you miss? What them like drinking at dinner? Like yeah, <laughs> and I like I like that shit because it's like I don't need to mm. fucking. Give my whole, like my whole effort to watch this thing. Exactly. That's what I mean. Hundred percent. If someone says they don't like something and they do, to me, you're a fucking piece of shit. Exactly. Oh no, it's the same kind of thing. So I hundred percent where you see where you come from, and I've spoken about this at length. Let it happen. But when I'm talking about literally, yeah, I don't need to fucking invest really to enjoy mm. this, which is nice sometimes. Man, I was watching the trailer. So, so we are in the remake era. Yeah, uh, and nowhere near as good. No, well, it never can be. But I mean, you try. Um, the and Jersey Shore got a reboot. Jersey Shore, the new season. You haven't watched? Fuck yeah! Awesome. It's not as good, but it's not bad. It still delivers. I didn't watch the series, but I would watch it every now and then. Um, like a friend of mine, I would watch it with a friend of mine actually, and we would both. Just kind of be like, oh, it's hilarious, and I and I had never, I had no beef. Like I would watch, you know, when I would go home from from high school, I would watch like Raging Bull or like Citizen Kane or shit like that. But I, but so it's not like because, it's not because I hated, I had this bent against Jersey Shore or anything. Far from it. If people were like, you watch Jersey Shore, I was like, oh no, you got to tell me what happened. Like I would just be so curious it. about it. It's just it's not something I would watch, and I would just kind of feel like I should probably have watched this guy, right. but. I was watching the trailer for the new season, and it was hilarious. My friend showed it to me. He's like, how excited are you for the New Jersey Shore? And I'm watching it. I'm like, how many references to motherhood are they going to make? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so much. It's like, Wow is just sort of like, I'm so different now. I still party, 
but I'm different now. And Snook's got a kid as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dina's pregnant. Wait, who is? Dina. No. Yeah. Oh, no, she, she can't drink. No. Oh. So the girls are actually turned, like, they're, like, pretty mature now. The guys are almost exactly the same. Sick. Except for Mike. Well, Mike is probably the biggest adopt. Okay. I want to address that. But I just want to make sure it's one thing. How much of an anomaly, Mike, the situation is. Because I don't know what their criteria was for hiring people at the beginning. Because it's like, you got Angelina, she's like 25 or something. She's back. Fuck off, really? With a completely different face. (laughs) They all do, actually. (laughs) I'm going to pull up a before and after, Angelina. And this is not even like an opinion. If she were to say, no, I don't. Like, you do. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that's just like, uh, I don't know, that's, I don't want to call it fame, but it's something else. Um, but, like, well, she was out midway through season one. Yeah, and then she came back. For what was the greatest moment, what was quite literally, like, the dark side of the moon of the series. Uh, and had they not come out with other seasons that were like, yeah, well, Dark Side of the Moon is not their last good album, the same way that, like, okay, we got the picture up. Like she has a whoa, that's. I mean, Snooks looks kind of. Di- well, okay, that one's even differently. That that wow, what? Well, it's. Yeah, and Jenny too, man. It's the no, like the noses are different. The noses are definitely different. They all look different, man. Wait, wait, that's that's Jaywa. Is this supposed to be a shot by shot like that, Snooky as well? Yeah, that's Snooky. That's not Snooky. What are you talking about? That's Snooky. Yeah. What? I'm not okay. I mean, I'm not... I don't... What? (laughs) Yeah, no, they they all look... The guys look the same, though. The guys look pretty much the same. Alright, I don't know. Polly looks the exact same. Yeah, well, Polly was like 40 when the show started. (laughs) Like, all these other guys are like 25, and they have some kind of random job in in, uh, Jersey or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Mike is just like this is Polly like today like the exact same the exact same. <laughs> well, I mean, like I think it's how recognizable he is. Like, yeah, the spiky haired one. And they're always like a boy band. Like Ron Ron is the gigantic gorilla one. So I fucking love Ron Ron. The the main like I guess there is actually a storyline in this new shit. It's are they like, in Italy? Or are they back in there? They were in Miami and then they were in Vegas and now they're in Jersey for a bit. It's not ratchet at all. Like it's not like how it was. Oh, are they doing these random like nostalgia? Just like kind of, but it, it's not bad. But yo, fucking like one of the biggest storylines. Ronnie had a kid, and his oh, baby wow. mom is fucking like crazy. And sh- in real life. He's had like six domestic violence issues of uh, her beating him up. What really? She freaking he like they were in a fight or something and she kicked him out of the car, but he wasn't fully out of the car and she drove <laughs> off and he got all he like got dragged by the car. And in the show <laughs> in the show it's going on as the show's going on. So Polly and Vinny are just like, Man, like is Ronnie coming today? <laughs> And, like, they're like, yo, did you see his arm? And it'll zoom in on his arm. It's got, like, fucking burn marks and shit. Oh, my So God. it's, like, kind of real time. It's crazy. And, and like, the most recent episode. Mm. So his, like, baby mom's crazy. Like, people are, everyone's Does she appear as well? Or yeah. Is it? 
There was one wow. episode she came on and just fucking started beating up Ronnie, and he called. They called the cops on her. Crazy, crazy. Reality TV at its best. Oh and, man, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. The most recent episode, Ronnie was basically just like about to fuck this like bimbo like hot like porn star looking girl and everyone's like freaking out like oh my god is like her name's jen the the baby mom is like well is jen like jen's gonna kill us they're all just like freaking out but she's not in the house though no no, just like but she shows up though like okay yeah 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 that makes sense like oh man that's what he could if he was not well raised and had no moral center you know he could he could crush her like like machine no, crush cars. This, this this is fucked because it shows like Ronnie's really like uh, weak with her. Like she she really fucks him up. Well, who was he dating on the show? Sammy. Sammy. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Sammy and their relationship was a I lot know. of that was like right. Yeah, like she's man. having an issue. Right. Like you got to stop having this issue. And she's like no. And he now getting more angry takes his violence out. Uh, like on just random other <laughs> random other like pedestrians yeah. and or like civic property, and that was like the whole dynamic. It'd be, like so they would bad. argue and they would fuck again. Yeah, it's some bad. It's some fucking wild shit, man. Oh, before we forget, wait, wait, wait. So Mike's going to jail. What the oh fuck? yeah. So What's bro, Mike, Mike got booked for uh, tax evasion. Oh. And he recently got sentenced to uh, like four months in jail or some shit. Really? Yeah, yeah but he, that doesn't seem like a tax evasion kind of thing. I don't know. Like it might not be four months. Let me see. Eight months. Need... Eight months. Eight months in jail. Yeah, I... but yo, he. Uh, this was crazy because I don't know if you heard about this. The original Jersey Shore, he was like on drugs the whole time. What do you mean? Like, like he was a pill addict. Oh, uh, and now guy, uh, he's completely different. Like he's like a pretty like good guy on the show now. Uh, oh, he's clean. He's now. clean. Clean as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Now this is perhaps maybe one of the most controversial views that I have. If, if people are all about Total Vigilante, all right. love the controversy. <laughs> We're on the fringes, fringes of ethics, morals. Um, so there are just certain times that okay, popular music, popular culture is a business, right? Shit doesn't exist in other other societies, um, non-capitalist societies. Of which there are very few. Um, but, yeah. Sometimes, your shtick is how fucked up you are. And once oh, yeah. you clean that shit up, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes, you're just not as good. And sometimes people are just still listening or still watching because, I don't know. The brand. Or it's the brand, man. Which is fine. And honestly, I'm not, this is not saying I dislike how healthy you are. It's just that I just don't think of that funny anymore. <laughs> there was this band I love, still love, and this doesn't actually reflect the band at all. This is kind of a funny story. They're called High on Fire. Um, they're a like a stoner metal band. They have fast parts, uh, great guitar. Just everyone in the band plays really well. But the main, it's the side project of a previous band called Sleep, um, and they were um, metal that was so slow. That it could almost move faster than actual time, uh, and I love sleep. And the, the guitar player for a new band is High Park. Um, so 2013 or something like that, he went to rehab for for the needle. Actually, oh, fuck. the poppies, you know, bad stuff. 
which is like 2013. They'd put out like five, four or five albums by that point. So it really bothered me how that like how fucked up this guy was. And it wasn't like their music was not about doing drugs. Their music was like mythology and like spirits. And That's stuff. And it's hilarious. Like, you know, like a real metal thing. Like and Zion arise. <laughs> um, and then so he goes to rehab and comes back and they do a new album and it's still great. There's their music's still good. There's like honestly, there's no part of it where I'm like they've gotten worse. I don't know. <laughs> Some fan. Like, sent him a letter, like, wrote a, a, a posted letter, uh, it was like, Matt, it was Matt Pike, Matt, I'm so happy for you that you're in rehab, um, that your health is good, but your music isn't as good anymore, please go back on drugs, <laughs> and it was like, well, that's a shitty fan, that's a bad fan, probably a bad person that has no center. But I laughed a little bit. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay. yo, that's a, that's a fucking real thing, though. Like, artists do sound different when they're not on drugs anymore. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, man, if you listen to Wings, Paul McCartney <laughs> is just like, <laughs> yeah, we're not in Strawberry Fields anymore. Right. The forever, the forever part is gone. It's pretty like, uh, yeah. But that's one of those times I think it goes back to what I was saying. Like, you don't have to listen to them anymore. Like, you don't have to listen to everything they ever do. Yeah, they don't owe you anything, right? No. You don't know them, they don't know you. Because here's something. Here's something I want to bring up. Um, it's like, what does it mean to be a fan? You know what I mean? Like, there are some... Like, it's weird. So, like, fans that get kind of, like, too invested in their shit, and they're sort of like, they'll put out... Maybe a track that isn't as good, that isn't as poppin', or, I don't know, they're in a movie that isn't so great, or whatever. Um, and a fan will just be like, they'll lob on the hate now. Lob on the shit. And yeah, that's just, to me, weird. That is weird. Like, how... Why does your life have to be defined by this other thing so much that as soon as it starts sinking, you have to be like, well, this is the response... This is responsible for everything bad... That's in my life now, and it's getting worse now because you're bad now. They're gonna lob my hate onto you. Uh, that's just one of those. Couldn't possibly understand that. You shouldn't because it can't be understood. <laughs> it's it's not. That's an illness. It is. It's it's fanaticism. It's fucking. And and, and all fans like they're, we're not talking about the fans who like this is a stencil of William Shatner I drew. Like I think that's awesome. Like good for you guys. Um, but it's like it is like you're not a fan in that traditional sense. You're just. You can't fill your life with anything. Exactly. Which is fine. Um, but I don't think that's a lot of people. I think that's, you obviously have your fringes, and I think we pick these stories out. It's the loud minority. It's the, it's the very loud minority. And they're just being dickheads all the time. Man, most people that you meet in life are not bad, like, to, to be around. Like, for the most part, mm. they're not gonna, like, make your life difficult. The, really, the not, ones that no. make your life difficult are few and far between, mm. and they make you like they they really fucking fuck with you. But it's usually only one person at a time. Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. And uh, it's the same with this shit. Fuck. Like if you keep your head down a good chunk of the time, like you ride the, you ride the bus or the streetcar, or whatever, get to your work, or you drive. I don't know exactly. Do you drive to work? Do you do streetcar? I do because I'm only ten minutes sick. You own a car. What do we even? Do? I do own a car. <laughs> Like, you drive? <laughs> you watch? I've seen your car. I don't even know why I'm... Uh, it's okay. Um, it was a dumb question. Good refresh. Yeah. Thank you. 
Um, yeah, no, no, no. Like, if you keep your head down, yeah. I mean, you get some fucking crazy people, but yep. we're not talking about crazy people, though. We're talking about just people who just give too much of a fuck about dumb things. I, I got a, a term that I enjoy using when people do that shit. Mm. A cocksucker. A cocksucker. <laughs> like, it's appropriate. A cocksucker. It's appropriate. I mean, every once in a while, you run into a cocksucker like that. It just is too much of anything. Just mm. too, you're just too much, you know. Uh, put your shit on a shelf. You're man. just too much, yeah. and you can't help it because there there are those people in the world. You'll mm. have to deal with them, mm. but uh, don't take them serious. That's the only thing I could really say about that. Yeah, and I hope like artists don't take them serious either. Mm. But I think most artists are pretty uh, sensitive people. Yeah. Oh well, man. So, they probably do take it seriously, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing. You get those kind of people who, like, the reason they're called cocksuckers is because they've definitely never felt a vagina before. And yeah. that's just like, well, I mean, how much of, if you're just, if you just go to work and you've got a pretty okay sex, like, no, I'm not saying, like, your girlfriend is amazing or your boyfriend is amazing. This is not about, you know, being sing, being a, a, a straight heterosexual person, you know, if you've got a significant other that you know, lays you on the reg, um, and you're a pretty smart person, um, but you're just not a dickhead about people's opinions, and you know, like that, those are more or less the ingredients to a pretty good life. Um, yeah. If you have anything on top of that that makes you upset, then then, then see a doctor about that because like you, you probably have some like lingering issues, and a lot of people have lingering issues, yeah, lingering issues right. because of. Just the way we live, and there, and just to say that, like, well, I've got a significant other, and I've got a great job. But why am I happy? Like, well, because there's a lot of things, you know, there's light pollution, there's um, cramp, the crampness like of an cities, AJ soprano syndrome. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got a lot of things, but you're just not happy because of, you know, you know, various number of reasons. Um, and for a lot, and for some people, it's like perhaps I should examine myself and how I live, and that even though the conditions around me, because like. Cities are not okay. Like, they're obviously, like, they're our greatest monuments are there. Our greatest minds go less there. But they're part of it that, like, is kind of a little unhealthy. I'll even say. Oh, yeah. We're too cramped. The air is not great. It can drain you. It can drain you, right? You know, but all those things go to someone. Um, and their response isn't, perhaps I'll take steps to improve myself. It's like, no. It's Christina Aguilera's fat. Exactly. That's my problem. Exactly. I'm going to draw dicks on her face and post it on Twitter. I gotta put a fake porn clip no, it's and true. Photoshop her face on it. One of my favorite uh, like points to prove that is the Kardashians. Like people, mm. the Kardashians are what's wrong with the world. How? In what? It they don't do it. They, they don't do anything, and that's exactly <laughs> what's the problem. They oh, they're like big celebrities. They haven't actually earned their. Yeah. You're buying the fame. You're bringing them up. You're putting the money in. Yeah. The to me, they they're smart business people. Like they right. something. Oh, she's got famous off a of sex tape. You got like seven sex tapes from like your fucking like bum <laughs> boyfriend, bro. You got no money. <laughs> like, don't even bring that up. Yeah, the FBI is probably filming you. Wacky. Bro, you, exactly. You're like, crying you in the doing? vice principal's office, grade ten. Your nudes went around and shit. Don't act like you're a fucking saint. <laughs> Man, has anyone ever heard of the fucking Middle Ages? Like, they're the, the richest people at that time inherited it, all of it. They didn't earn it. They didn't earn it. Like, yeah, well, who cares? They were, no, no celebrities ass. are a problem. None of them are a problem. The problem no. is people that listen. 
and just and, don't give a and, shit. And yeah. the problem is people that listen to them and and like make their whole life about that. You're the mm. fucking problem. Exactly. Oh no, hundred percent. I think it's interesting, yeah. like with like Jersey Shore, that's like I think Jersey Shore was the not the first show, but I think it was like one of the big ones that made regular people famous. And then as soon as Jersey Shore was done, they kind of like, you know, because there's no like longevity there, right? Like Mike did that one was yeah, Bob really. Saget uh, roast. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. That was, that was it. That but was again, it was like, but okay. I think it was a Donald Trump roast. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> makes it even more wild. Oh man. Oh man, what well, I was watching, I was watching um the uh I was watching this episode of The Simpsons with um Sideshow Bob and Sideshow Bob was running for mayor. Um and it was so strange because it was like he does a speech at the end where he because he's he does voter fraud, right? Already like the red flags are up. I'm like, oh this is interesting. He does like a voter fraud thing where he gets dead pets and dead people to vote for him. Uh, he blocks the system up and he wins. Right? So then, yeah, winner. Um, so he goes to trial and he, and, and Lisa and Bart figure this out and, and he does this whole thing where he just admits it. Um, where he's like, you all vote with your conscience and you vote Democrat. Well, you all secretly want a stern, cold hand of a Republican. And then you fast forward a few years and it's like, yeah, well, voting Democrat really isn't a conscience thing either. It's just kind of like, because America, because like the whole thing is split into two sub-identities. That it's just like, you're just voting with what you've been grown up with, really. Yeah. Um, and, I and I'm not, like, I'm a pretty liberal guy, all things considered. But it doesn't take a person being on the left or the right to realize, like, it's all a goddamn sham, all things considered. You know, how does one side of things, like, justify the other, uh, you know, justify the views of an entire side. The, the reason I bring that up uh, is that um, we just kind of get to a point where so much of what we think isn't actually like I came with conclusion from like reading so much. You know, a lot of what you are and what you are is you know just it's it's, it's, it's all around you. The music you like, the top forty. You know, being a Democrat is the same thing as being a top forty listener. Yeah, you know, after a certain point, you know what I mean. None of these things are real. No, they're really, it's, it's a big, not a real thing, man. It's, it's a, it's a work, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's so much You know what's shit. some wild work. shit, man? Reading someone's bio on, like, Twitter or Instagram. Mm. They legitimately, like, try to summarize themselves. Like, how would you do that? Like, in school, I would always have a tough time when they'd be like, tell me something interesting about yourself. What the fuck do you want me to say? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I went to, Fucking nineteen countries in four days. Like, who gives a fuck? That's not interesting. Like someone's bio, they'll just list off like, oh, f- uh, liberal, contextualist, moral, like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Like you're yeah. not. This is not a real word that you're using. Mm. It's not. Yeah, I know. You work I in a fucking grocery them. store. <laughs> Like, you're a normal person, bro. Don't act like your fucking brain should be, like, tested for... We got a prodigy here. Like, like, mm. like you're fucking Walt Disney or something. Well, I think it's that, like, we are... Look the labels. That's the main point of what I said. It is the labels, you know. I, label. um, and we have this whole thing against being stupid. Um, which is fine, you know. 
I, I try and read, I try and uh, try and keep up with news, I try and make sure that I have like at least a, a pretty firm grasp of like issues when they get brought up to me. You know, if someone is like, what do you, what do you think about Israel? I can have like a certain response. I'm not saying it. This is not the podcast for that. <laughs> if I am invited to like Al Jazeera radio at some point, then like, okay, well then that's where I go. That reminds me of well, uh, that Simpson, like this was early Simpsons. I don't know if you remember, there was uh, the radio show with Reverend Lovejoy, the the rabbi, and like someone oh, else. Remember man. that? It was like yeah. a religious, and Bart would phone in sometimes. Oh, you know what it is? It's like Krusty's, well, like, it, shows it, it was Krusty's, Krusty's father. Yeah. Yes. He was like, shouldn't you, like, forgive your son? Yeah, because exactly. it's in, it's in the Ten Commandments, and, like, everyone, like, the, like, remember Lovejoy's a Protestant, and just sort of like, you know, see a problem? Catholic dude's just like, yeah, pretty yeah. good. And the one dude, and Cressy's dad is like, oh, who is this? Who dares tell me? That's <laughs> <laughs> so joke. <laughs> I'm trying to find out that comedian's name. He's like a famous, like, Yiddish comedian. He talks, cause he has this really famous, like, motor mouth. He's like the fucking uh, Sopranos. Oh, oh Mori. Goddamn. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Mori, man. Um, I'm going to assume that several of your episodes have been Sopranos referencing. Oh, and, buddy. Okay, good. That's. Cause let me say, this has been a weird year for that. Like, the Sopranos stars are popping off, man. And it, it really bought, I don't know. It, it kind of got me like a while ago. It was like, Mori's gone, Phil's gone. Yeah. Um,. Obviously, Jimmy Little Bean's gone. Ginny Sack died. Ginny's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and was that full like golden age? You know, like the net, like you know, we're in the point where it's, as soon as a, net, a series is on Netflix, people are asking me about it. Have you seen the new series of Netflix? I'm like, I just don't want to. I've got shows I like already, and I'll probably watch again for the fifth time because they, yeah, I'll probably find a new show or like that. I just don't care. I couldn't. Because then everyone would be like, yeah, it's all right. But then the ending sucked. And they're like, they didn't even seem to have enjoyed it there. It was just kind of just be a part of the run through. Yeah, the zeitgeist, right? And you know how many zeitgeists have just passed through completely? I have not to this day heard, uh, what's that song from Frozen? What's it called? Let It Go? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it sounds like because I didn't want to listen to it because I was exactly like, yeah, I don't want to have like exact thing. But, and, and I think that's, there's too many options, I think. Oh. Um, there's so many options, but everyone picks the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, I don't want to go to Hollywood and just be like, stop, just just scale it back a bit. There's no more. There's, there's no so more. so many options, but fuck. Which, again, it's a business, right? And, you know, I just want to say that I think like there's a certain point where, like, you know, people are just going to get um, just tired of everything. Like, there's just too much shit. And... and it, it just it's unhealthy. This this sense that you gotta watch everything, complete everything, like just in, in enjoy and just kind of work on what you're doing. But you know I mean, what? That's crazy, Joey. People have to realize that themselves. You can't like this. Oh, you, you can't, can't tell do anything. Do anything. Yeah. No, yeah, but definitely. Only yourself. That's it. Well, it's a journey, it's right? Everything. Everyone has their own kind of personal journey yeah, to yeah. go on. Um, a lot of people get fucked up. Can't do it. That's the hustle, man. <laughs> That's where that goes. Do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, what was the one um, that really got me like so bothered a while ago? Yeah, my friends and I were talking about 
uh, Netflix, and like the Haunting of Hill House was the one. Haunting of Hill House. And I was just like, they were just like not enjoying it, but they finished it. And I was like, well, who cares? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say you don't have the right to watch a bad movie, but it's like to watch a mediocre one. This is a series. This is like a whole thing. I don't know. Man, Tony had that exact talk with Melfi. In the, remember? He was watching Seven. Seven, <laughs> yeah. It was good. I don't give a fuck. And then he turned it off. No, no, good for you. Yeah. Why? No, that's a fact. But yo, I, this is a good time to... I wish we had a video. <laughs> so, look what I oh, wow. Okay. So I just gave this guy a VHS of fucking Triple H in China from, I believe, 1999. It should say on the bottom there. What do we got here? Yeah, it's 1999. Triple H World Wrestling Federation with China, and the DV, the VHS is called "It's Our Time," and it's about a back. It's just filming China and Triple H backstage. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch this. Bro. I bought this Absolute last relic. week at a flea market, buddy. This and I bought four other ones too. But this is the one that really caught my. This is so rare. This will never get a DVD. This will never be like no for so many reasons. Joey, I walked past the VHSs and shit. I'm like, fuck. There's a lot of good shit here. And then I walked away just because, like, oh, I don't have a VCR no more. Then I, I literally, I, I stopped. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm buying this. <laughs> Did you end up getting a VCR? My grandparents actually have a VCR. Oh, sick. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow it. Yeah, fill for it, yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna watch the fuck out of these. You know what I had? I, I, uh, from a relative whom I no longer have ties to for <laughs> various reasons. Don't worry about it. That um, bald cocksucker. Calls <laughs> off my father's brother. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's that one time I was pissed at my brother, so I called him my father's son. Yeah, I was there. I was so mad at him. I was legendary. I still... Uh, I, mean, I chuckle at that sometimes. It's fucking hilarious term. Shout out, Rob. Robbie Simpson. Love you, man. Bother me sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, this is just such a strange thing because, like... These types of things do not get made anymore. No, I'm no, not, no. I'm not saying... Maybe the, the same... V I'm like, not saying the VHS. I'm saying this style of, like, corniness... Does not, and I miss it so much. Oh man, yeah. Everything is so like, see, this is. It to was me, nice. It looked Joey. Look at this, bro. This yeah. is there. It's it's just them filming them backstage. This is the definition. There's no like of matches both. or anything on here. It's no. Like, oh, we got this. Let's put it out. Yeah. That's that's like Max V mixtape shit. Well, look at this. It's like you've got someone just had this. Like they've cut them out of whatever thing they were doing, and they're like, you know what they need? They need green glow around them. Facts. <laughs> they need green ass this glow. This is the definition <laughs> of. Oh, we've got some extra footage. Let's put it out. And that's what I love, Joey. That's what I love. Man. Just random weird shit. Yeah. Put it out. Oh, my God. I, I can't wait to watch this. I guarantee when I'm watching this, I'm going to be like, this is so fucked up. And I I'm going to love it. I think it's like... Man, it's just behind the scenes. Like, Triple H in China, what the fuck would they... I hope it shows them going to, like, the grocery store or something. Yeah, like, well, that's, like, something. I've always wanted to know. Because, like, we're not talking about, like, Total Divas or anything like that. Which is, you know, obviously, like, it's staged or whatever. 
My dad watched Total Divas once, and he was like, it was so bad. And it's like, he doesn't watch wrestling like I do. Like, I could watch, I could watch Total Divas. Yo, Total Divas is cool, man. You watch it? Have you seen I've it? seen a few. I don't know. I, I love the back, the backstage shit. Oh, that's what like I love to watch. And shit. Apparently, they all go into the hot tub at some point, skinny dip, and I'm like, well, I'm okay with that. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I've been spoiled by porn. Ah, that's a good point. That's that's fair. That's I literally crazy. watched it because there was like behind the scenes, like there was like Paige had like some beef with Road Dog. Awesome. I'm like, yeah. This is so <laughs> yeah. Road Dog's kind of scumbag, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's like this is, but this is a genuinely like I think corny was the right word that it's like it's flawed and we know that. But it's flawed because it's a relic. Because it's, awesome. it's from a bygone era. Okay. Awesome. Um, do you know the band Neutral Milk Hotel? No. Um, they uh, they put one out. They or not put, no, put two albums out. Um, they're like a famous like indie rock folk band. If you ever Google like just do a quick Google on uh, an album called In the Airplane Over the Sea, and it's one of those albums that you look at the cover and be like, oh, I've seen this. This has been at Urban Outfitters. And they're like, well, yeah, it's the dude, it's the cover, you're not quite sure if it's a potato or if it's a snare drum. Mm. Uh, but you'll see that, and that's like, that's like, every hipster owns it. I was reading a book about when they were recording it. Anthony Fantano reviewed it. Of course they had to This is one of those albums that everyone has to give a 10 star to, even if it's like, there's parts of it that, and I, I love it, but that's not the point. We're not talking about the album. We're talking about, shout out Fantano, though. He, he entertains me. Um... Uh, I was reading a, because there was a series of small books, which are very good. They're, oh, what was it called? I think it's called 33 to 3rd, because they're 33 pages. And it's just like, it's a 33-page book about now. It gets made. Um, so there was one about In the Airplane Over the Sea. Um, there are so many of these out there. They'll probably, there's probably one for like the Joshua Tree. And it's not, like, the biggest albums out there. Sometimes it'll be really small shit. Like, I saw there's one for, like, Loveless by My Bloody Valentine. There's probably one for, like, Nas, Illmatic. And the dude, I was reading it, and the guitar player uh, who plays also, like, he plays everything. He plays the piano, plays like, the organ, he plays, like, the saw, the one that you, like, you know, you, oh, yeah. you, you put a bow to it. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Fuck. Um... And his whole thing was that, like, I used to just go to record stores, and, yeah, there'd be, like, Led Zeppelin and shit like that, and I've been hating on Led Zeppelin this whole podcast. <laughs> I don't know why. I think there's my example. Um, shout out to you, Paige. That's the only one. Um, and his whole thing would be, like, yeah, I could see those albums and be, like, 20 bucks, and, like, I'd rather just go through this whole bit and find, like, crazy Yugoslav music that's, like, a dollar. Because it's like, I know where that's going, and that's a relic, and I know what that is, but I have no clue where that's going. Um, and I think there's that. It's like, I know where the one thing is going, and it's good, but no one's willing to be like, I have no clue where that's going. Take me on a ride, sir. 100%. No one wants to go on the ride anymore. And that's kind of the thing. There's a lot of safety. Um, I, I Sign me up for the ride. Safety's man. fine, by the sign way. Sign me up for the ride. Safety, this is the thing though, man. Safety, like, I understand you want to be, like, financially secure. Mm. You need a routine, whatever. But for your entertainment, come on, man. <laughs> and again, it's one of those things I can't, you can't, I can't change anyone. I don't want to. Yeah. Do whatever you want. But fuck, bro. Like, you really just gonna watch 
like Netflix top ten picks all your life and just listen to fucking top four. Like you know, come mm. on, bro. No, like, I agree. Something different. Like come on, you're just gonna go like skydiving that and then in like 20 years you're gonna be like yo i remember when i went skydiving like that was the thing you know what i mean well, there's like, a clear solution there you just keep going skydiving just go skydiving all the time you'd be like well there was time 20 you know, where i almost three it's it's, 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 it's like people like every everyone's like interests are the same and then they're like supposedly crazy things mm. are all the same skydiving yeah. um what are some other weird things? I don't even know because they're not in my world. Uh, sushi. Like, I don't know. Sushi. Everyone's world? exotic shit is the same. It's not exotic. No. A little bit. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Um, and I'm not saying go put like your nuts in the fucking blender or some <laughs> shit because like no one's on that wave. <laughs> I'm just saying don't think you're so fucking wild. <laughs> no. You jump out of a plane. <laughs> You know what was it? Well, I saw um, Big Show was doing. Uh, I guess it's Bully Ray's show. I think Bully Ray's a show on Sirius, or it was like Sam Roberts. Sorry, it might have been Sam Roberts. Well, it was show. definitely not Sam Roberts. No, no, no. like it was. Oh, I can't remember what the show is called, but it's like it's on Sirius. I've scrolled past it. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen. Oh, the, what's the it thumbnail. called? It's like. It's not high spots. High spots is like that merch No, no, no. It's just like it's Bully Ray uh, and Busted Open Radio. Busted Open. That's the one. It's a big show on it. And, you know, say what you want about him as a wrestler. Um, He's middle of the road. It's not really my thing, but I don't hate him. Um, But his whole thing was like what the the locker room was like. Um, And the big thing is that, like, he was talking about advice that he got, and it was like, the worst advice I ever got was <laughs> to, when you're in the locker room, just be confrontational, be a dickhead, you know, it's like prison, you just gotta be like, you gotta fight the biggest guy in prison Beach. so that no one, <laughs> the biggest, blackest guy there, who the fuck are you looking at, you know, <laughs> any of that shit, um, you know, get him for he basically way. like, you're like, oh, so behave like Shawn Michaels as soon as you get there. And it's like, no, that makes no sense because he's Shawn Michaels. And he's like, yeah, he entertains people. So people put up with exactly that. Um, and he's like, yeah, but that's one thing, though. But if you're comparing it to now, he's like, everyone gets along with each other and it's genuinely pretty safe. And if there's an issue, it gets dealt with by HR, which is, you know, it's fine. It actually makes for the actual locker room experience pretty good. But... Yeah, there's not a lot of that, like, just raw-ass, like, yeah. Because wrestling, professional wrestling, a good chunk of that is, as much as we're talking about, like, blurring that line between real and fiction, um, a lot of that is being like, well, yeah, people are dickheads. Like, actual, like, dickheads. Part of that, you know, peppers the conflict. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm kind of like, oh, I want to see this dude. Like, as much as, have you heard anything going on with uh, Nijax? Going she on there, fucked uh, Becky Lynch up. Right? Yeah, and everyone loves Becky Lynch. So um, hot, by the way. Oh, don't even get me. Oh, 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 jeez. Yeah, yeah. Man, I have not watched wrestling in a little while. I'm not gonna lie, but I've Becky Lynch is the name I've been seeing the most. Like, yeah, in the headlines and shit. Oh, she's doing really well. Like she's like her promos are really good. Ring work, obviously, like really great. And her at Evolution. 
which was that all women's pay-per-view, yeah. which everyone was kind of like, yeah, what? but it was really good, actually. Great PR for you know, going to Saudi Arabia. Which is basically the whole thing, like... Um, Such a Vince move. Yeah. All right. All right. That was another one where it's like, everyone just had, like, expected me to have an opinion, because I'm the one group, I'm the one person in a lot of friend groups that, love, that like, watches wrestling and has, like, uh, like I'll have beefs about it. And like, why are you bummed today? He's like, well, did you see what they did to Dan O'Brien last week? <laughs> You know, uh, and you know, they'd be like, "I'll get it." Wrestling's fake. Okay, moving on. Uh, so I just, so I just don't bring it up. Right. Uh, great response. Um, so then, when Saudi Arabia was happening, that was when I could be like, "Aha, my opinion matters here." Um, and it was hilarious because it was like, um, you do, um, like they do the show in Saudi Arabia just for, like. Big paycheck, whatever. And they lowball it. They absolutely lowball it and just like do their most corporate shit. Shane McMahon is apparently the best wrestler in the world now, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hilarious. So. Um, but then they do Evolution, which is their kind of like corporate PR, like we're going to fix the shit up. And I watched just the main event because I was, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I was somewhere else. And Charlotte and Becky Lynch beat the living shit out of each other. And it's a great match. It's friggin' violent. And that's what's great about it is that like, Honestly, more people give a shit about the women because they're actually being like, there, there are parts of it where you're actually like, wow, you're actually like hitting them with a kendo stick, which between you and I, as a wrestling thing, this has just never made sense in kayfabe that you could probably argue that like, why are tables underneath the ring? Oh, well, you know, it's an event space. Table belong under there. Garbage cans go under there. Like, oh well, just people care. Why are there? Why are there just like samurai swords <laughs> underneath the ring? There's no way that makes sense in kayfabe, or anything like that. It's, it's sort of like someone left some kendo sticks there in every <laughs> major city in the United States and England. Uh, don't tell me why. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just I saw red the other day. Like, wait, that's a real. That's a real. Real. That's uh, bubble. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no dickheads anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even like Drake, like when, when, the, when we're talking about like beefs, uh, kind of peppering things, like a lot of like hip hop, like, well, yeah, all of the beefs kind of made it fun too. That like, you know, these people are criminals. Yeah. These people are. I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence with that sort of thing. Oh uh, yeah. Well now it's just kind of like, well, these two incredibly rich and successful people are exactly. just like. Like when it's, yeah. uh, even like, yeah, I, I Beef and music is actually something I never really enjoyed too much because it's, 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 um, I don't know. I really enjoy like how the Ramones and like New York Dolls were good friends. Like, oh yeah, totally. That actually, like when you were saying David Bowie and Arcade Firewood, like that, I enjoy hearing about way mm. more. But when it comes to like wrestling oh, and fighting, yeah. And sports. Yeah. Buddy. Sign me up for Sports the beefs. Oh, unreal. Fucking, if Jake the Snake still, when he mentions Honky Tonk Man's name, <laughs> like, seethes. Like, <laughs> and he's all, like, clean now, like, like mm. on a great path. Yeah. In the Rogan episode, he, like, briefly brought up Honky Tonk Man, mm. and you can just see in his face, like, he was still. And that's uh, awesome to me. Yeah, no, no, no. well, like, well, wrestlers don't forget beefs also. No. Well, man, what are they watching? Oh, fuck, Sabu has been going off on Twitter lately. Are you serious? Sabu on Twitter Huge shout-out to Sabu. Oh, Terry, Terry Brunk. Legends. I love Sabu. 
Um, everything the man does. I didn't even know he had fucking Twitter. It's it's outrageous. So this happened like two weeks ago or something like that. Um, so Jr. posted a photo. So he's an avid cyclist, apparently, with his bruised face. Yeah, and you wouldn't know it from looking at him because you know, big guy. Uh, he fell off his bicycle. And yeah, he got fucked, fucked up. up yeah. So then Sabu basically tweets like a poorly spelled, poorly punctuated, like, "Yeah, well, fuck him. I hope he dies." And everyone's like, "Whoa." Where did this come from? And it basically stems from this unsubstantiated beef that may have occurred with uh, his uncle, the Sheik. Huge. Um, like, um, who, yeah, who was like, <laughs> apparently, JR may or may not, and if you look at the economics of it, it very much He's seems a like may not. Ass He's an all around asshole, so fuck you, Jim Rock. Hope you die, you fucking dickhead cock eater. Two-faced cunt WWE. Holy. And people were asking about it, and were like, yo, Sabu, where is all this He's like, yeah, well, wow, when Sabu. the Sheik was working, he should have given him, like, half of the door, as, and he actually ended up getting this 10%. Like a from the fucking 70s. Probably. Exactly. So that's why I love Sabu. He's like, um, like, we're bring the show. <laughs> That's insane. And the whole thing about this whole thing, because this is Sabu saying, you offered the Sheik 50% or 10% <laughs> of the gate, whichever is greater. And it's like, what fucking promoter is like, I'm going to give you half of ticket sales. He literally opens up, he literally just explains the whole thing. In 1988, NWA called <laughs> my uncle. Holy fuck, this guy just went on a... Get you two hundred thousand dollars. I you owe me a hundred. You owe my oh, my family a hundred thousand dollars. When something starts with in nineteen eighty eight, that's you know it's gonna be some serious. <laughs> this is a blood feud, and it's like <laughs> there's so many other people in the NWA you can be like I have like a beef with, but <laughs> it's Jr. But Jr. is like I fell off my bike. Yeah, well you know what? Fucking lick my balls out with that. So, but you know it's what? Oh man. Uh, God. yeah, no. And he's been on, like, a bit of a rampage lately. His Twitter's pretty funny. I, I love Sabu's Twitter. You know what else is wild? Like, that fucking Del Rio. Oh, man. He's oh. wild with the fucking social media. Well, he's, like, well, like, what would be a rational thing, like, you know, a pretty public, as far as wrestling goes, like, pretty public relationship, pretty public fallout. You know, other people would be, like, especially when you don't come out with yeah, domestic abuse allegations, all that shit. Yeah, pretty bad shit. Um, you know, you, normally most people, well, I don't even know. The internet has made people this this weird, of like somewhat evolved version of themselves, where some people would be like, you know what, I'm gonna try and distance myself and just kind of talk about other things, talk about my wrestling, talk about my booking, and he'll just be like, and he'll just be like, oh, that a dumb bitch. Yeah, and he'll just reference her, and then we'll just be like. Ah, oh, just dope. Just it's just sad. It's just dope. I like Del Rio too. Sorry, El Patron. Yeah. Depending where you, depending where you see him, he had a he had one of the more weird runs. Yeah. In WWE. Definitely. Well, I, I don't know. Do you ever watch Lucha Underground? Not really. It's yeah. not really my my style. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like I find this happens a lot of TV shows when it comes out the first season because it's so fresh. Girls was another show that did this. 
where the first season comes out, and it's like the zeitgeist. Everyone's talking about watch Watch Lucha Underground. It's the biggest thing. Um, but it's hard to sustain that. It, it has the feel of a movie release, but a show has to keep going, right? Like, it's not like the show got worse. Like, like girls probably even got better, actually. Honestly, the writing got a little more solid. The characters, you know, were a little bit more... Yeah. They were just like, so mad. Um, I'm just shout out to girls. And shout out to Leah Dunham. She gets people pissed off. And I like it. Gets the beeps going. Yeah, and so, but he has a bit of an arc on Lucha Underground. And he's like this great baby face. And I think that motivated his second run to come back because he got so huge on Lucha Underground. Right. Because he can play a baby face really well. Um, and his heel run was just kind of like, okay, but it was like, you are medicans. And it was like, oh, jeez. Yeah. I seen that before. Yeah. I don't know. That was a weird time in WWE in general. It's like 2010, 11. Like, it's it's widely considered not a great era. No. Which which was the era that got me back in, which it gets me kind of like, I don't know. It was like the CM Punk shit too, I think. Oh, man. CM Punk. Like, fuck it. <laughs> what a weird time. Like, his big push to where he is now is basically like, it's so weird with CM Punk. He is kind of like a punchline right now. Yeah, I've heard... And it's uh, not even, like, poorly earned, either. Like, a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> a yeah, lot of a dickhead, The thing about actually. him, though, he does not hide that. He doesn't hide that. He'll never be play, like, the victim card, mm-hmm. which I respect. Well, the weird thing with, like, the social media age is that, like, when someone doesn't use their account, their account looks neglected. And you look at an account, like, even if you're an employer, you're like, that's, that's weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah, because I don't acknowledge it. I don't use it. I don't upload photos or put with like my statuses. I just have my thoughts that I think are interesting, and then I, I'm done with them. I'm like I'm moving on to a new thought. Um, but yeah, he will call someone a dickhead on on Twitter. You know, and people and he'll launch onto the haters and all that because he is himself, really. Yeah, man, a dickhead. A lot of people don't like CM Punk. My brother never liked him, and. Even as a wrestler, mm. a lot of people I don't think were huge fans sometimes. A lot of yeah. people, most were. Oh, well, like, yeah. But the character I, was like. I, I always liked CM Punk, man. Like, oh, he talked, yeah, he talked shit. He talked shit. Yeah. He, and he doesn't hide. Even, and it wasn't even like he had that one run. He's like, no, no, no. His whole run, you had superstar. Ebbs and flows. Superstar. But, like, that one Brock Lesnar match at SummerSlam 2013, I think, one of his last matches. Yeah. I'll mind you. And, I watched it again the other day. I'm a big CM Punk mark, even if he's like, you know, betraying his friends and whatnot. Um, you know, at that match, he looks like a skeleton. He looks like absolute dog shit. Well, because he, he was, was feeling like dog shit. Accident. He was wrestling indies for how long, and then he made it to the big mm. time, which is not a break in the schedule at all. No, it's worse. It's worse, if anything, mm. and. Buddy, that's how many years of just fucking... He was a worker. Like, his first, like, really big, like, runs were when he was, like, 10 years in the business, right? Exactly. Speeding that's what with, I'm like, saying. He wasn't, like, 25 when he got in. Like, Ooh. he's in his 30s. Fuck. Yeah. Well, that's a weird thing. Like, they'll call someone, like, Ben Balor is a young kid on the blog. He's and He's, 39. Like, yeah, he's an old man. He's, like, people are already talking about his best days are behind him, and it's, like, that's, that's verifiable. There's three or four years, there's, like, Oh, his Japan days are like excellent. They are excellent, um, but whatever. It's not. It's neither here nor there. Do you fuck with the like the Japan shit? 
that's going yeah, on. I do, actually. Omega. I've oh, heard oh. his name so much. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. well, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, music. I think with the hype, can, it'll never, like, live up to it. I um, haven't watched any of the matches because I don't, I don't know enough about him. Yeah. I'm that type of guy with wrestling, especially. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to go, if someone, let's say someone's like, oh, can you recommend a wrestling match for me? I'm not going to go say, watch The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> like, just give them the biggest match ever. Yeah. Phenomenal match, by the way. Hmm. I'm going to give them, like, okay, what kind of shit do you like? Yeah, I'll yeah, try yeah. to, like, give them some, because I love wrestling like that. Like, there's hmm. so much good shit. There really is. There are genres, there are styles. Like, I, it's there. Exactly. I don't just Choice. jump into that shit. Mm. So Kenny Omega, I gotta do. Gotta you do know research, what? Man. Well, I mean, like, there's no show in the same way, so it's like all the things are. It's it's like watching Italian cinema versus like Hollywood, right? Like right. it's not like there's still characters and cameras and like like there's still movies, different. yeah. Um, so a lot of it's like what's happening in the ring there, and they have press conferences that they do like shoots and stuff like that. But again, they're in Japanese. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm kind of backtracking a little bit. So the whole big thing with Kenny Omega is the four-part series he does with a dude called uh, Kazuchika Okada. Okada is, as far as Japan goes, you know, he's their big guy. He's their Cena right now. Right. Um, maybe not even a fair comparison, but whatever. Um, so they had a four-part series that's basically taken a year. Um, and I watched the first two. And... As far, if you go into the fine points of like what a good, uh, like what a good work match is, and we're not talking about like, you know, like watching Dean Malenko go like hold and then hold again, and hold again, and the counter hold. You know, there's space in between that. There's still storytelling, and they're like pretty, they're pretty exceptional matches. But again, you're not getting like a, a month's worth of buildup. The buildup is. The shit in between them, like their Twitter beefs or like news. But it's not like a show where they're like, 100%. and now. 100%. Um, as far as like people who you could be, it's, it's an odd thing because who, people who make it, um, like the most over people like on Raw and SmackDown are not the most, you know, quote unquote athletic or talented people on the card, right? You know, the real people who are on the term work rate, um, for that kind of reason, like, who, like, who are the best workers? Who can yeah. just, who can just, like, spin around and do all that shit? And they're not the most over people. So the people who are, you can say that all of New Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling is so talented, and they're so sick, and a lot of them are. Uh, Marty Skrull, um, the Young Bucks, who people hate, but I love them because they piss people off. Um, would they even work in America in WWE? It's like the the Ring of Honor guys who were super over, like um, Cody. Cody Cody's kind of an anomaly because he's almost like a world citizen. Like yeah. he can go anywhere. And, like he won't be the top, but he'll still be like, oh my guy. Um, you know these people like like Claudio Casagnoli, otherwise known as Cesaro, is probably the best example. Even if uh, I mean, both of them, uh, Chris Hero, Chris Hero, Claudio. As far as the Indies were concerned, people were like, these guys are going to blow it up. And Chris Hero did not blow it up. He was great, though. Um, in NXT, he was, like, pretty good. But his, like, his best shit, best shit was in the Indies. And Claudio, uh, Cesaro, he's had great matches. Fabulous matches. He's not the, like, star stealer. It's sort of, like, it's a lot of, like, what can you do for me lately? Like, you've done all the great shit. What, what about, what about, what are you going to do for me lately? 
right? right? Um, so I don't know if these people, these people in New Japan are going to uh, make it over. But the fact that they are drawing a buzz, to me, makes it work out. These matches that they're doing also are like 50 minutes each. Like, they are stories. Like, they yeah. are. like, And if you're a fan of that, go for it. Like, can you watch, like, Shawn Michaels vs. Undertaker that many times? Like, I really can't. No. I love it, but it's not, like, this, I can't watch it the same way I could watch, like, Lord's Arabia or something like that, because it's sort of like, yeah, I just kind of need something new after a certain point. But, like, there are so many people there who are kind of characters. Like, if you are into wrestling, and this is kind of like your extra credit kind of thing, but you can just have WWE and be fine with it. And NXT or whatever. Um, you can be fine with it. You can just be fine with, like, I just like watching the Attitude Era. That's just fine. You know, it's not like they're not going to sell DVDs anymore. Facts. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. That's my little thing on Japanese wrestling. No, I think that's pretty fair. It's, I, I, I'm not a huge, uh, man, if you like what you like, yeah, I can't really say. Yeah, it's just, you can go into it. And Mexico is a whole other thing. (laughs) I think Mexico's better, but I think Mexico just has a fun shit. Where it's like, and this team of three clowns is going to fight this team of three midgets. What I've really been into for the last couple of years, um, revisiting old pay-per-views. Because then you have... Oh, buddy. Because then, like, finding matches is difficult. Like, just, like, specific matches. But if you have a pay-per-view, you know everyone's a little more jacked up. Like, usually you're going to deliver on a pay-per-view. You can watch it through, all the way through, and just be like, you know, there's one part where it's like, Yogozuna is facing Sid, and it's like, yeah. uh, And the, another cool know. thing is, you'll, there'll be a ra- at random feuds on every pay-per-view card, ever. Oh, and they'll just, like, remember. throw, be like, like, there'll be something, they'll be like, well, you know what? You two are fighting and later. And, now, and then, like, a, like, ten years after it, you're like... What? Yeah, <laughs> they had a beef. match. Yeah, that's hilarious. Fucking one of the VHSs I bought. One of the main. Uh, yeah, it's, it's wrapped this bitch up, eh? Uh, it's has just anything like anything else to bring up. I was supposed to get dinner for my dad at some point. He's probably angry. <laughs> Fuck. Poor guy. Big Ron's hungry. Big Ron's hungry. Oh yeah! Shout out to my dad. Uh, Legend. My uh, employer, also Vince's former employer. Ron Simpson. Legend. Legend. Uh, I fucking love him. Um, I totally just, like, when I left the house to come do this podcast, I was like, I'm going to go hang out with Vince for a little bit, and I'm going to pick up dinner when I get home. Um, no, he's going to be hungry. He's going to be so hungry. And, and, and angry. So i got to apologize. Okay. So I'll get him food and apologize. Yes. Apologize. And tell him I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. This, this is all me. Just fucking run him a marathon. Well, stuff that bothers me, stuff I love. I know. appreciate the fucking uh, guest appearance, Joseph. Hey, man. It's a it's pleasure. Been, been an absolute blast. Long time coming. It's so fun. I hope, I hope you come by again. All right, open thank you. Open door policy. Open, open a bitch. Oh, it is open door. Excellent. Open door. Not just like, oh, thank God. It's out of here. here. Well, but, fucking uh, thanks for coming, big guy. Versatile Vigilante, Young Vince. Signing out again. Let's get it. <laughs>